What would you like to do? I don't know. We don't have an intro. Welcome, everybody, to the Glacier Gamble. This is episode 38 of our sports section. Uh, we got some good stuff for you today. A lot of uh, NFL news, primarily. We got a shit ton of trades, uh, franchise tags. We got some NBA news. Timberwolves are super, like, super good, better than whatever team is your favorite team. You know, Westbrook, DeMarcus Cousins. And we have some other stuff with football, like uh, Calvin Ridley had an interesting story. So first thing, let's go over the NBA. The We'll just jump right into Timberwolves talk, which is the Timberwolves are hot, but... Malik Beasley is even hotter. Um, we thought they would go on a little streak here uh, with the listen last week. We knew they'd go on a little streak here. They had some bad teams before Miami. So yeah, they've been, they've stomped the four teams we've... So far, they've got Orlando tomorrow, which Orlando always plays them tough. Yeah, so they're they're on a six-game win streak, the longest streak since 03-04 season. Was that 18 years? 18 yep. years. Yep, just about 20 years since the last time they've had a six-game winning streak. Um, it shows you how. They did it I mean, in, it is uh, the lowest, worst winning franchise in sports history before the yeah. season started. Um, they did it in historic fashion. They won last night in historic fashion. You know, the, the two day, two games ago, I had to shut it off because we were we were only up by 40 points, and I was like, this is embarrassing to watch. Like, right, we should be up by only, 50. Only 40. Yeah. Uh, but last night, Malik Beasley uh, shot pretty well. He made 11 shots, um, all three-pointers. Yep, um, 11 for 17. I 11 believe. for 17. So pretty pretty damn efficient, too. Franchise record, because that was the most threes in a Timberwolves game in franchise history by a Timberwolves. And it was the most points in NBA history by somebody that didn't attempt a single two or free throw. Yeah. So he's um, breaking records, you know, obviously we should have gotten rid of him for Marcus Martin started Jalen yeah. Noel. Exactly. So yeah, to those two people on, uh, to those two people on uh, Bleacher Report that said that McLaughlin and uh, Noel deserve more time than over uh, Beasley. Beasley. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's not like they said that in the beginning of the season when he was struggling. They said that post all-star break when he's yeah. been. Shooting an NBA three record. So good for him. Good for the Wolves. Uh, We're going to need him. uh, You know, there's like 15 games left of the season. So we're going to need him to, you know, stay on for the playoffs. And so they talked to Chris Finch, Wolves head coach, about it. And when Chris Finch was asked, like, what happened with Malik Beasley, apparently it was a mental thing. They said that Malik was struggling at the fact that he was being moved to the bench because he believes he is a starter. And Chris Finch told him he is a starter, just not on this team because our team's too good. He said, what you need to understand is you're actually going to get more shot attempts on the bench and Finch told the media that he actually it took him until about the all-star break to realize that it like took a second to click wait it's okay for me to be a sixth or seventh man because that actually is better for my numbers and better for the team yeah and he's actually the the second second man up when it comes to an injury in our starting lineup if ants out or something usually Jaden mcdaniels is the first one in there if vandals out Jaden mcdaniels in there but if it's a guard it's usually malik beasley is the yep. one starting and so he started last night too yeah um, and he, if it's a is... smaller team beasley might get the start over mcdaniels depending on matchups you right. never know if like so, if the three is out he's one of those players that if he's on he's going to be in there to finish the game too like if if you need the scores you need the shooting one of the best we have so yep I think that he should. They, if I were Finch, I would design my like if it's you need the last shot, 
I would put out D'Lo, Beasley, Cat, McDaniel's Vando, most likely. Yeah. And I would probably have McDaniel's throwing the ball in. Vando yeah. set a pick for Cat. And yeah. if Cat's not open for the three, should round about to Beasley would be my yeah. second choice, then D'Lo. Yeah. Yeah, if that's he's, how if I he, would if run he's it. shooting sixty percent, that's that's insane. Like forty yeah. percent is forty percent is good. And he's shooting sixty, so right. Yeah, they say um, forty, like 50, 40, 90 is the goal yeah. for elite shooters. And he's yeah. shooting better. He's shooting yeah. better from three than they want you to shoot for, from two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, so super awesome for Beasley. Uh, we are fans. We thought that he might be part of a trade package for Ben Simmons earlier in the year. Glad that never happened. But because we yeah. even said we'd rather have Beasley because of his shooting, we have right. the ball distributors and stuff. So I'm very happy that Beasley's on this team. And the Wolves have never been better since the kg years oh, oh three oh four maybe yeah. the maybe i mean the jimmy year i mean you can take that out there was a the jimmy year there was a game there was a season where we were 41 and 41 i think i'd rather have this team than the jimmy year yeah the jimmy yeah. year was just constant drama you never yeah. heard anything about the team being happy i don't sure. like tibbs i don't like tibbs yeah. at all i'd rather have this yeah team. and i mean look at the knicks right now even with the six-game winning streak, the Timberwolves, before the six-game winning streak, were two and a half games back. After the six-game win streak, they are two and a half games back. Yeah. back. So uh, even if they Mavs end up in the play-in have... and are knocked down in the play-in, I'd still rather have this team. Yeah, and the Mavs are actually going like a, they have like a four-game road trip. So I don't know if we'll necessarily catch Denver because Denver's won three or four in a row. Yeah. Yep. But the Mavs have the same record as Denver. So we could catch the Mavs. Dinwiddie's been hot. Yeah, yeah, but they, they lost their nuts. last game. They've lost their last game, and um, they're going on the road for a couple of games. Well, so. just it just depends. Look at which one, see if either of them play the Lakers at all. You know <laughs> that that's a guaranteed win. There's a win there, yeah. Yeah, I think the only team I would say is worse than the teams that we've been playing as the Timberwolves is probably the Lakers. So. Yeah, right, right. Like, tra Trailblazers, they were talking sure. about, is one of the least efficient lineups in NBA history. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's bad. Like, I don't recognize anybody out there. Yeah, it's not great. It's yeah. not fun to watch. Well, that's the thing. It's like it's not entertaining. Right. That's the sad thing. Is it's like, like you said, you shut off the game, made a joke about it, like oh, we were only up by forty. But it's like, yeah, even the winning team isn't having fun anymore at that point because we've been a part of that in sports. Anybody who's played sports has probably been a part of the team that's been blown out or the team that's blowing the team out. I've been a part of both. Yeah. It's not. It's both the same amount of fun on either side. The yeah. only part of that you have fun is when the game's over. You're yeah. having a lot more fun if you blew them out. But yeah. during the game, both people want it over. Yeah, right. <laughs> Moving on, we mentioned the Lakers being terrible. Uh, Russell Westbrook was in the news. Shocker. But instead of it being about his poor play primarily, it's about his personal life. Um, he was just uh, interviewed talking about how he went to a parent-teacher conference with his, child with his son and wife. Um, good on him. I've heard I heard some people saying like most dads don't go to parent teacher conferences. That was the way it was for me growing up. My dad never went. It was always just my mom. Um, but yeah, so like good on him. He, he was there, and apparently his teacher said that his son is super proud of his last name, and that he tells everybody, "I'm Westbrook. I'm Westbrook. I'm Westbrook." So he said that that's uh, he doesn't like that make they call him Westbrook anymore because he realized that it's important to him to have his name and be proud sure. of his name because his son is so proud. But the thing I thought was crazy is apparently his wife. So they had she had a back and forth with Skip Bayless on Twitter. Skip blocked her. 
And um, but that's your that doesn't sound like Skip. No, I was gonna say what Skip Skip got pushed back. He doesn't get to just be told yes by everyone around him, and he didn't like it. Not him. Apparently, she's getting death threats not just online but also at the game. So now her son and her do not feel comfortable at the game, which I think is absolutely like just ridiculous in general, online or in person. My one thing was if they're getting death threats at the game, because Russ said he's getting death threats. My thing, so Russ has had an issue with fans in the past, basically told if you do it again, probably he's probably going to face a very long suspension. I believe that was Utah when they called those, the Utah fan called him the N word and it was something. And then, so he can't retaliate. So if somebody causes a death threat, even though it's a death threat, he can't retaliate because of his what's happened in the past. Right. I want to know why nobody, like, so he's got assistant coaches around him. He's got teammates around him. He's got the right. announcers next to him. Nobody is saying anything. Like, nobody's saying, no, like, right. grabbing security. Like, this dude's threatening a player. Right. Not, nobody. LeBron's not saying anything. I mean, the other, like, the guys on the bench aren't saying anything. I saw a, a short video about someone was saying that the Lakers, the Lakers are getting blown out. Okay, the Lakers were getting blown out. They were down like 19 or something. There's nothing but backups in, no name guys, right? I couldn't tell you the player's name. I'm sure the other Lakers, like LeBron and AD and Westbrook, couldn't couldn't tell you his name either. Uh, but he's like, they're getting blown out, and this dude's like trying, right? Like the effort around, like this dude is trying to make an impact. You know, you don't get this opportunity off, often to play in the NBA, so he's trying to make a name for himself, whatever. And they're all, the Lakers are all sitting there watching, whatever. And this dude, like, steals an inbound pass. Uh, their teammate throws a turn, like, turnover, turns the ball over, and he's back on defense, so it's not an inbound pass. But And he's, like, he, like, jumps up and he, he like, throws his body up to block this shot on, a, like, a three-on-one, just this guy. And he, like, he blocks it. And like the the crowd cheers a little bit, the crowd cheers a little bit, and he like falls down. Nobody helps him up, and the Lakers bench is just kind of sitting there watching. I'm like, this dude just made an amazing effort play, and the Lakers just like whatever, like we lo- we lose. I, I mean, want I, I would love to watch that clip and look at Vogel, see what his reaction was. Yeah, it it just I, I saw that clip and I was like, well, this is why there's no t- like chemistry, there's no team. Right, and that's what we've heard all year is right. there's team the teammates have issue with LeBron. They don't know if he wants to get rid of them. That he just has his boys. Then you know there there was teammates that have issues with Russ because he's not good. That team is just broken. Yeah. It, it, it's so much more than just not doing well at basketball. It's just like it's just no chemistry. You and I were part of a team in basketball that was very similar in tenth grade. Yeah, yeah, we had no chemistry. It was just the five, the favorites, the five starters, and the starting the starters talked shit about each other in the locker room. Yeah, there was one guy who basically took the ball every time he could. Yeah, the other guys on the team used to talk behind his back constantly. When the locker room is broken, you doesn't matter. You could have fifty points. It's it. LeBron yeah. just had a triple double, still lost. Yeah. And we've been a part matter. of we've been a part of a team that's you know like the. The, the Timberwolves were like eighth grade, like when we played when we played travel, like that team, ton of chemistry. Just we, you know, we we were playing games, we were winning games, we winning tournaments, and we were and, winning uh, more games than we probably should have because we got along. Yeah, each person had their role and stuff, and that's and we had fun. Well, like Steve Nash, the quote from Steve Nash is the reason he had such a good percentage on free throws is because every time he shot it, he said it's going in. He said, in my head, I always said this one's going in, and I feel like that confidence you get from having teammates that you like 
is going to have an effect. Anybody who takes a shot knows that his buddy next to him trusts him to take the shot. Yeah. Because, like, everybody knows those guys on the team that when they take a shot and everybody tenses up, like, oh, no. Like, everybody has, knows those guys. When most, when all, everybody on your team, like, if everybody on the team expected Russ to make it, he would probably make a few more. Just a right. mental thing. But everybody has those guys that they put it up. They're Sometimes already running you, back. You're already, yeah, you, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's gonna be a long rebound. They're gonna be on a fast break. Right? Yeah, so. yeah, <laughs> exactly. I mean, like, um, if we took a shot, we just get benched, so it doesn't matter. We took, yeah, we only had to take one. Doesn't matter if two, two steals, two assists, miss the shot, get out of there. Get my, out. My favorite, my favorite thing, back tangent thing, is the the starters were we're down like 16 points. He pulls all the starters. It's 16 to zero. He puts in the second unit. I score the first six points for our team. He takes me out. I never play the rest of the game. <laughs> Makes sense. I, like, I just I just scored six points. What do you mean? You were that guy uh, on the Lakers that made that three v one block. That was you. The coaches turn around yelling at the starters the whole time. I'm scoring six points in a row. <laughs> Didn't look once. Right. Doesn't matter that you scored because he knows it's not gonna play you. We do have one last basketball topic though, which is is Boogie back? Demarcus yeah, Cousins from is this Kings? Is this Kings Boogie? Is it Pelicans Boogie? Is it Golden State Boogie? Is it Golden State Boogie? Is it Bucks Boogie? Or is, is it Lakers Boogie? Five teams in like four years Boogie. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, Jokic was out the other night. So he, the Marcus Cousins got the start for Nikola Jokic. And uh, he had like 31 points, seven rebounds, five assists, something like that. No, it's good to see that. I don't think he has had that successful of a night since. Yeah, it was good to see him still able to do what he what Makes the Nuggets scarier. I think there was, a, I can't remember which NBA player said it on Twitter because people were talking about Boogie being back and they said something about that time off is why he is doing so well, the rehab. And I can't remember what player, but they responded saying, no, it's just opportunity. Like this is the first team that's giving him, given him a generous start and good minutes right. and actually put him into the rotation for offense. They right. actually just allowed him to do it because apparently on Golden State, they wanted him to be a distributor. Because they're like, oh, he's a good passer. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we get that. But he's also one of the best scoring big men in the, in the past 10 yeah. years. When he's at, when he was at his prime, when he was with AD, they said it was the two best big men in the league on the same team. Like he was yeah. at one point viewed as one of the best big men in oh, the absolutely. league. Absolutely. Yeah. And he, if you're ever at that level, you'd have to take a pretty hard fall off to not be good offensively anymore. Right. I'm glad the Nuggets gave him this opportunity. I like Boogie a lot. He's one of those right. guys, just like Patrick Beverly, when he's not on your team, you probably don't like him. Yeah. I, I like him a lot. He's one of those guys that I feel like you would never want to be on his bad side. Right. If you're on his bad side, you know you're on his bad side. Right. But he's he's also, got that like, mean mug. Like, that's oh, yeah. just like his face. Terrifying. I, I feel like he would genuinely kill me. If there's an RBF for, you know, like RBF for females. Yeah. Um, like that'd be he's got that yeah he always looks well I mean there's that clip of him where he dropped like 50 and he's just pissed off in the post game interview and it's yeah. like okay he's never satisfied which is probably why he's so successful but right. terrifying yeah. but he also seems like one of those guys when you're on his good side he's probably like the best guy to be on your good side right, like he's sure. always got your back like he right. just seems like one of those guys so I, yeah. I like boogie a lot that's all we have for basketball news we have a ton of nfl news so let's jump into it you said you wanted to lead the nfl yeah so 
Um, we got a buddy, Mike. He, he asked, texted me earlier today, and he's like, doing the podcast tonight. I was like, yep. And he's like, I'm a little bit, I'm a behind on a couple episodes, but I was like, is there anything you want us to talk about? And uh, he's like, well, I just, I don't know if you guys have done this before, but you know, there's a lot of like bad, like bad guys in sports. I'm not, I'm not gonna name any names. I'm just gonna say like, I'm the bad guy. Duh. Uh, I'm just gonna say like a team, Texans. But I mean, if you can think of anybody on the Texans. So he's like, well, maybe just maybe like focus on the good guy. So I just uh, was to ask you, um, are there any players, NBA or NFL, that you see? and are just like, you know, they're probably a really good guy. I'll, I'll start with one that maybe we can agree with. It's not NBA or NFL, um, but Joe Maurer just seems like a good guy. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, he just seems like he would do the right thing. He'd, he'd help an old lady cross the street, you know, something like that. So uh, okay. you got anyone that you just come <laughs> to the top of your head who you got? Um. So I was, I was, I was gonna make a joke, but I'll hold off because, you know, for the, for the strength of the segment, my first guy was Kyle Rudolph. That was the first thought okay. in my mind because I've seen him in interviews. He was a nominated for Walter Payton Man of the Year. Basically, I think it was five years in a row. Yeah, it was like him and Barr. Or yeah. after Rudy, it was Barr. But yeah. and then when he left, I think he was the Giants nomination this past. So he's just. Sure. I feel like Kyle Rudolph, and then he always answered correctly in interviews. He was never right. controversial. He just he seems like one of those guys that just genuine genuine good guy jake layman and josh akogi just seem like <laughs> good guys i don't sure. know probably and fernie simons has felt that way for me but right. i obviously i don't know as much about him as kyle rudolph because we were around right. kyle sure. rudolph sure. I, I feel that way like and fernie simons seems like a, just a really nice person jalen brown from the celtics yeah. okay Seems like he'd be a really, really nice guy. Let's think of an, another. Let's. Try, I'll go back to football. Try to think of a football okay. player. Brian O'Neill. Okay, Brian O'Neill could be a. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I feel that way. Um, a lot of the uh, thing that I hear about football from a lot of ex-football players, current football players, is the offensive line is where you have the most fun. Is when you're hanging out with the offensive linemen that those sure. guys are. So I wouldn't be surprised to hear a lot of offensive linemen we brought up. I've heard that the Pouncey brothers are super fun to hang around with. Okay. I don't necessarily think of them as like good guys, but because right. they had a couple of those controversial videos they recorded. Yeah. But, um, yeah. but yeah, I, I think I, a lot of people would think of a lot of offensive linemen. Maybe fullbacks. Uh, what's his name? The uh, Jets defensive lineman. He's uh, like three years in the NFL now. Quinn and Williams. Quinn and Williams. Every video I've seen, he's just beaming, smiling, always smiling. He's dancing, smiling. Just seems like a super nice guy. Sure. So Quinn and Williams would be up there for me. Yeah. So there's that. There's a few of those okay. guys. They could. They can. We can give them some shout outs quick. But yeah, there was. There's a few of those guys. I think are Jalen Brown for sure. Quinn and Williams for sure. Kyle Rudolph was my first thought. Sure. There's a couple guys that jumped to my mind, and then when I think about it a little bit longer, I'm like, probably not. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook seems like a super nice guy on and off the field. Those to try not to think of just Vikings, just right. Timberwolves. Right. I also wanted to think of a variety. Um, I was trying to think of baseball players. I just don't know enough. Yeah. And I have That's a very like negative Mauer, opinion yeah. of hockey, so yeah. I'm not going to be able to think of a single hockey. Yeah, I just, I'm not going to. Every every bully in our high school was like the worst of the worst people were always hockey players. So I just right. have such a bad image of hockey. And then my, I asked my dad about it. And he's like, yeah, hockey players and wrestlers were the bullies when I was a kid. It's like, yeah, hockey players, man. It's just. <laughs> <laughs> just, I can't think of a hockey player and be like, probably a nice guy. Yeah. yeah. Right. Not yeah. going to happen. Oh, but yeah. anyway, yeah. 
there you go, Mike. Those are our good guys. Jalen Brown, guys. Kyle Rudolph, Josh Kogi. We said more. Brian Quinn and Will- yeah, we said Quinn and Williams, Joe Maurer. We said a few more, but yeah, a few, a few of those guys, I think, deserve some good shout outs. Sure. Now that we've moved on from good guys, the first thing is actually breaking news as we started recording that I wrote down. Khalil Mack is on his way to the Los Angeles Chargers, which if they are not adding Joey Bosa in there, which I'm guessing they wouldn't, they're going to have Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack on the same team. Sure. And Khalil Mack, he's struggled to stay healthy. Like, obviously, when they brought him in that first year, that was when the the Bears were like 11 and 5. Yeah, I think that was the parkey. I think that was the parky. Yeah, so they were like their defense was like top three or something. So and then after since then, uh, since after that trade, he's that dealt with a lot of injuries and he hasn't been able to stay on the field that much. Right, um, somebody if, that plays that hard, you gotta expect yeah. injuries. That he plays so. If the Chargers can, you know, like limit him, bring him in for special packages, put him right next to Bosa, and just have watch that side of the whoever opponent's line just crumble then yeah yeah i mean i think they i think that's a good a good trade i don't know exactly what they gave up there was no details yet that's how right. fresh this right. is yeah. yeah so but i mean you're getting a, a amazing player like at one point the you're best getting a hall of fame player right? yeah one of the best player defensive players in the league if not the best at one point i'm glad it's in the afc because i you know i just don't want to deal with that yeah i'm fine I, the bears lose akeem hicks and khalil mack it's nothing but good news for i mean yeah no wonder rogers wanted to stay we'll get to right. that later but like the right. bears lose khalil mack and akeem hicks yeah and the uh uh more on the afc west later uh but <laughs> Um, you're gonna need you're gonna need some pass rushers in oh, yeah. uh, in the AFC West. So. Right, they the, they looked at the other teams in their division and they're like, God dang, who can, who's on the market? Right. All right, let's just start at the top. Let's look at the best guys. Call those teams until somebody says we'll talk about it. Right. And then the Bears answered, so, and they were like, All yeah. right, let's get Khalil Mack. What do you think they'll get? Since we don't have the details out, let's see how let's see if we're good at this. Um, I I mean I thought the. Just the value for quarterbacks is all over the place kind of right now. It's always um, quarterback, edge rusher, offensive tackle. Those are the three most valued yeah. positions. So so I don't know. Uh, Russell Wilson got two firsts, two seconds, and a fifth. Yep. Exchange for Russell and a fourth. Um, three players along with that. So you can put those that pick value there too. Wentz was uh, two-thirds, but one, one of them could be a second. It probably will be. He only has to yeah. play 70% of snaps. Okay, and pass rushers. Let me. What would what would Daniil get? What do I think Daniil would get? Uh, I think Daniil would get one first round pick, and that's probably a about mi- a middle round pick with a which would we'd include a we'd mostly include a pick and get a mid. That's probably right. what I would like say. Like Daniil in a sixth for a one and a four. Yeah, or one and a five. Like so I think that maybe a player that no one has heard of Khalil Mack injury issues I still think you get a first uh-huh I, I still agree think you get a first and then it'd probably be you'd probably attach a pick to Khalil Mack and get a mid pick in a player I think it's probably similar similar to what, what Daniel would get Daniel would get yeah because health like health I think you would get them. slightly more than what Daniel would get because yeah, Daniel's so had more injury pro his are sustained injuries on a part of the body that regularly gets re-injured well yeah it was like a lower back and a spine i thought it was like a a peck or maybe that was ball he had he tore a ligament in his chest and he also had a spinal issue i think i think khalil mack will get more than what daniel would get i think daniel would get probably a first i think you're more likely that daniel or khalil mack gets a first round pick a rotational player, maybe like uh, like who's on the Chargers. Yeah, may, you might be able to get like a backup defensive 
end sure. kind of like a more of a project or otherwise just the first and like a fourth i think that that's yeah. probably like so any if they get more than a first and a fourth i think that the bears won the deal i think if they give up less i think the chargers win it so before sure. the deal comes out we that's our guesses yeah see if we're good at this thing i mean people yeah, are talking I mean, about I mean, things that we talked about two weeks the ago trade, <clears throat> the trade the trade so khalil mack and a pick for a first and a mid pick that's, i mean that's kind of that's what i think is fair value i guess but. right you can say that so the bears gave up was it two or three first because, two first for to get khalil yeah it was like two first and a fifth or something. so you get one of those first back and then the his production value definitely earned at least another first so i think the yeah. bears got what they gave up for him so most of what they get in return here is all positive or yeah. should be like i know bears fans if they're listening are uh, like they probably don't want to lose Mac. Some of them are probably okay with it, similar to most fan bases. Not every player is everybody's favorite. Right. Um, but to those Bears fans, I think you've got the youth or the use out of Khalil Mack that you get. Yeah, they up. made that playoff run. Like, if uh, it, like they made the playoffs by getting Khalil Mack, if you make the playoffs, you have a chance to win the championship. So, like, that's that's all you can really ask for. I mean, and while I, I hate the idea of trades from a person, like a personal standpoint, like if, imagine if you were told by your current job, by the way, we're sending you to North Dakota because there's a store that needs you. Right. And you don't have a choice. Like the idea of being traded always hurts, but you are sending Khalil Mack to Los Angeles which is already a place that he's probably going to like. Right, where he can and, wreak havoc on the Raiders. Right, and he gets to go up against top tier. He gets to go against the Raiders twice. He gets to go up against top tier quarterbacks, challenge himself, live in a good city, and he's on a playoff contention team that is going to be in the hunt. So I think this is all positive on both sides as long as the Bears get at least a first. Yeah, yeah, I got to get compensation for it. Quickly, just want to mention Akeem Hicks is being looked at by the Vikings. We brought that up two weeks ago and uh, I tagged the video and I put it on Twitter reacting to the tweet of people saying breaking news Akeem Hicks is being talked to with the Vikings we talked about it two weeks ago so for those of you that want like upgraded news before it actually hits we do break stuff we do have information yeah, yeah we may not be the very first person to do it but we're damn close to the second we talked about Akeem Hicks and the Vikings over like just over two weeks ago yeah. and now it's being talked about it was considered breaking news today and it's not breaking when we've already broke it. I, I mean, I don't want to be upset about it, but... That, I mean, that's happened before. If you've seen any of our Marvel Marvel videos, our Marvel mm -hmm. series... We, we basically predicted the entire plot line of Multiverse, Multiverse of Madness of yeah. a month before it came out. Absolutely. Yeah. So. Okay, so let's jump into back in... We got some more NFL topics. First thing, uh, pretty controversial one on sports talk shows and on the internet. Calvin Ridley is suspended for at least one year. Suspended... Uh, because of sports gambling he last year made headlines because he stepped away from football people weren't sure if he was retiring or if it was just going to be a temporary retirement and he said he would at least be out for the whole year and he said it was due to getting his mentals right which i at the time especially i was very supportive of it anybody that feels the need to do so i was supportive kevin love paul george calvin really you got you got to do what you got to do but apparently while he was on his break 
for over a series of five days. He started gambling on sports. One of those things was he gambled on the Falcons, apparently to win, and it was $1,500 on the Falcons yeah, to win. Yep, I think that's what he said. That's all he did. Um, like, that's a small amount of money, but... Yeah, I wish I had just fifteen hundred lying around. But right, if I just throw like throw it away. You bet on the Falcons to win. You're just throwing that money away. <laughs> um, but anyway, Calvin Ridley, yeah, because of that, was uh, suspended. He was out of state and bet saying he was part of Florida, which. If you know, if you pay attention to the gambling laws, that's breaking a rule already by yeah. saying gambling out of state and claiming to be from another state. We're in right. Minnesota. They're pushing sports betting through. It sounds like it's going to pass. One of the th- deals is you have to be a resident of Minnesota if you're gambling and you're a resident of Minnesota. You have to be in Minnesota at time of gambling. So you're going to Vegas. If you went to Vegas, might as well gamble in Vegas, but yeah. if you were online and said you were a resident of Minnesota, you right. could not make a Minnesota bet while in Vegas. Like that's sure. part of this whole thing. Yep. And he broke that rule. People are talking about, is it okay that he was suspended? Is it okay for him to gamble? Should all players be allowed to gamble? Should coaches be allowed to gamble? Should referees be allowed to gamble? Because I mean, if you're allowing a player to gamble, in my opinion, you should allow everybody involved in the game. You should have owners, players, refs, coaches, assistant coaches, ball boys. Every if, if you're gonna allow one play, if because gambling has always been for the fans. Nobody okay. affiliated, anybody affiliated with the team is not allowed to gamble. Not just the players. So if you're gonna open it up to one group being the players you have to open it up to everybody involved right. with the game yeah um i know that's a hard like a harsh take or maybe a radical take but um sports of gambling on a sport has never been allowed any sport does like if you're a player right. you have i don't care that he wasn't playing what do we always hear from players from any sport you don't know what goes on in the locker room fans only know one percent of the stuff that's said in locker rooms all right so you have a fan has 1% of the information while the players and people involved in the team have 99% more information involved. If you're telling me that much more information isn't going to help you in a bet, if you're telling me these guys who have all proven that there's at least half the league is in it for just the money, if you don't think that's going to cause an issue, like I would love if they could find a loophole free way to allow the players to bet because they have the money to do so. Vegas would love that amount of money coming in. Yeah. I don't think it, there's a way to do it. I don't, I don't I don't believe there's a way to do it either. Because then as soon as you get the players, you, you say betting is legal for those sports, um, they're going to put an absurd amount of money on either themselves or something else, possibly throw a game. Well, and that's the thing. Get rich. People are saying that players aren't going to do that. They care more about their legacy. Uh, a third string guy who has the chance to throw a game isn't, he cares more about that money than his legacy because he knows his legacy is probably done it's the prop bets the prop bets are huge i bet the under on four catches so once they hit three catches all of a sudden they start dropping a lot like the prop bets are going to be the scary ones and already there's highlight tapes of calvin ridley where it looks like he threw a play or two they're already there was one against the vikings there was one against the uh chargers or something there was something where he's free down the sideline the announcer goes and he's got the speed to go away and all of a sudden he takes a 90 degree turn to the left and three guys are able to come up and catch him and the announcers are like 
oh, not sure what he was doing there. And that's already out. Right. And so people are, and Calvin Ridley is denied that he was gambling on the sport at the time. But that's as soon as you allow it to players, that sort of stuff. Every time a player Absolutely. looks like yeah. it could possibly have been a dive. Oh, it hit anytime a ball hits a receiver's in the hands. Right now, it's just, a, oh, it hit you in the hands. You should have caught it. From then on out, it's going to be, it hit him in the hands. He's betting on it. He's got money on it. Yeah. Yeah, and no, I, I don't think it's. I don't think it should be allowed anyway. So if you're gonna allow I, it, every single bet should be tracked and processed through the NFL. You have to let your NFL go through your phone, go through it. Like you, the NFL has to have free access to anything you would use to bet, free yeah. access to your bookie, free access sure. to your bank statements. They have to have access to all of okay. it. And if they find any evidence of shaving points, throwing a prop bet, permanent su- suspension forever like kicked out of the league like i think if you want betting to be legal the punishment for ruining the integrity of the game by shaving points or anything like that yeah and that's just a whole permanent permanent removal yeah you don't have to deal with the headache if you get rid of them yeah but then it's gonna be half your league right yeah and then so you're cutting the player and it doesn't solve the fact that that team lost potentially because of somebody shaving points so i I, there it is so much messier to make it legal absolutely and there's just no way there's no way to do it and people are saying that that's harsh that's saying that like it's harsh like you only fifteen hundred dollars five days they probably wanted to be like like this can't happen so here's a year suspension Right, and other people are like, well, they're pushing gambling. They're all sponsored by gamblers. Yeah, who are they pushing it to? The people watching the game, the fans, the ones that are allowed to bet. They're not pushing it to their players. Yeah. The players can bet on, you can bet on anything else. He can bet on baseball. He can bet on basketball. He might have friends with inside information in those sports that give him an advantage. Yeah. Don't bet on your own sport. Yeah. That, like they can do it already. They, if they have the money to do it, go bet on horses, go bet yeah. on golf. Sure. Go, uh, the Olympics just have bet on the Olympics. I just, yeah. I, I, I can't see them doing it in a successful way that makes possible. everyone happy, that doesn't make every single play of the game questioned. Yeah. For sure. Let's jump into the next topic, though. Let's move into some trade block, free agency, that sort of thing. Villanueva, the offensive tackle. Alejandro Villanueva. He left the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers, yeah. And then he was on the Ravens. He just retired off the Ravens. The reason I think this is big news is because Lamar Jackson took a big dip in efficiency when Marshall Yonda left. Villanueva is one of another top offensive linemen, and now he's gone. They traded uh, Orlando Brown. They traded year. Orlando Brown. So I feel like the Ravens are going to still be on the decline. They're always going to be competitive because of their defense and their head coach. With Villanueva gone, I'm nervous for Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I, don't I mean, know they got he... playmakers, right? Like they got right. Mark Andrews, top three tight end. They got Hollywood, right? Um, they have two good itching. running backs. They've been itching for a uh, another wide receiver for quite a while. Sammy Watkins didn't really do anything. Um, they got Rashad Bateman. Bateman, yeah, but Bateman was has, out basically the whole year. So, um, and when he was healthy, he didn't didn't look like he really knew what he was doing out there. I think that's with like route running issues. I guess rookie but, year out for the year. I think he'll step up. Lamar can't. Lamar's not in in he, like he can make throws, but he's not like an elite thrower. So he needs all the time he can get to make to pinpoint these throws. I um, thought it was f- phrased really well the other day. He's the best throwing mobile quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah, he has the best sure. arm of a mobile quarterback we've ever seen. Yeah, 
I mean, comparing him to like Vic, right? Vic, so like, I, in my opinion, rookie year RG3, you're true. probably comparing him to as well. Because yeah. if so, RG3 stayed healthy, I think we'd be saying that about him. You got you to gotta get him some O-line help before you get another wide receiver. They can you, win games yeah. with the two people they got, with the two their two playmakers. And now if those running backs come back and they're as impactful as they could have been last, like last year if they were healthy, you got to get some O-line. I think they immediately jump to wide receiver is their top target to offensive line is now their top target. Yeah. Because without it, Lamar is going to turn into a Russell Wilson where it doesn't matter how mobile you are. Eventually, you're not able to get away. Eventually, one and a half seconds doesn't give you enough time to process. Yeah. And it's just, it's... Yeah, I'm nervous like for Lamar Russell next Wilson, year. And you're sacked the most times out of... Right. How is um, one of the most elusive quarterbacks in the league sacked so many times? Yeah. You need... No whole line. No. Yeah. So I think I think they have... Ravens with Villanueva gone. Yonda leaving two years ago. Um, Orlando Brown. They sh- no, And trading Brown. They need to draft another wide receiver. Draft offensive line. Target the big names like Brandon Scherf. They need, like, make make these move if if quentin nelson is truly on the trade market which i doubt um just look for these guys trent williams i think went to into free agency you need to make moves otherwise lamar is going to either get hurt or not look good enough to get an extension uh, yeah. or like a, a big time extension but he deserves a big time extension a kyler contract <laughs> which did you see kyler it's... kyler latest no he wants the extension done by the draft he wants it done before the draft. <laughs> uh, if I if I were the Ravens, I would extend Lamar. But if I'm the Cardinals, oh, yeah. I don't extend Kyler. Yeah. Oh, I would, yeah, <laughs> I'd buy it with you. Yeah, you gotta watch out for all the bird teams. They're the best of the bird teams, I think. The Ravens, Ravens, you gotta... Falcons, Eagles, Seahawks, Cardinals, Cardinals. Yeah, yeah, Ravens are the best bird team. Yeah, so like, you gotta you gotta keep that. Uh, but we mentioned, not sure if Quentin Nelson is uh, is on the trade market. Like I said, highly doubt it, but somebody that we know is on the trade market is Christian McCaffrey, who when healthy is arguably top two running back in the league. Some might say best, some might say third. NFC South people might say he's like fifth, but... Um, yeah, do a I, top five. I mean, I, you could you could place him anywhere and make an argument for the other four. When, full, when fully healthy, it's Derrick Henry and Christian McCaffrey in my eyes. Sure. I think when he's... As he is now, if you include health, I'd rather have Cook and Kamara over him. Right. But when he's fully healthy, yeah, and then, and thirty then carries the, with two thousand yeah, receiving, a thousand receiving yards, and a thousand rushing yards guaranteed. Yeah. yeah, and you got the you got the newcomer J Train in there. I think is would round out your top five. But yeah, I think Jonathan Taylor on any other team besides the Colts is not MVP candidate worthy. I didn't think he was MVP this year, but I think Jonathan Taylor is great. But yeah. I think just like DeMarco Murray with the Cowboys, you got to look at what's in front of them before yeah. you look at what sure. how their production is going. I think Jonathan Taylor has the advantage of having an incredible offensive line yeah. and a good offensive coach. But but he is easily up there, arguably. I just don't yeah. think he's Kamara, Henry, Cook. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, that's so why I think he would he would round out the top five. I think those four that you said. And McCaffrey Taylor. Agreed. I think that's fair. I think Taylor's fifth and any of the other four would be picked before him. Uh Panthers I mean, have been year, 
Oh, God. J-Train's going to be next year. J Train's going to be picked first. That's probably how running backs work. I think it's still smart to pick Derrick Henry. I think that Christian McCaffrey, this whole thing is because the Panthers have been trying to make cap space this whole offseason. It's been cap space, cap space. Let's figure out how to make cap space. Early rumors is that this is Matt Rule's potential last year if he doesn't make the, it doesn't have at least a 500 record. Is that the Panthers ownership would like to move on from him. I think that's stupid. I think whenever you do a full rebuild, like the Panthers have had to do, you have to give your coach at least five years, which seems like a lot, but a complete rebuild is not going to happen in two years. Right. This isn't college football. You can do that in college. Yeah. Because you can get a million recruits and transport and all that stuff, but sure. free agents have to choose to go to you. Players have to choose to resign. You have to hit on drafts. Like NFL yeah. is just not the same. But yeah, I think they're saving up. I think they're making cap space because they're looking to make a move for either Deshaun Watson or they are looking to just do what the Patriots did and spend a hundred million and just load up on talent and hope sure. that they can surround a rookie quarterback. With talent and also the with the quarterback draft class, uh, maybe, maybe they're going after Jimmy Garoppolo. Maybe they're going after some elite talent like Mitch Trubisky, or they're going after something like a Marcus Mariota, Colin Kaepernick. I think they're going for surrounding a rookie with talent. Um, I don't know if they plan on moving on from Matt Rule. If that's the plan, if I were them, I would try to do that whole thing. Uh, try to do we we've talked about it before. Rookie quarterbacks are cheap. I think they try to go with a rookie quarterback, load up on stuff. There's Paying running backs has proven because, to hurt most teams so. because they're 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 that that's the easiest division in my opinion, opinion now. You know, Brady's gone. Matt Ryan's not Matt Ryan. The Saints are not in good spot either. Saints are potential last place in the NFL next yeah, year. They're yeah. going to have to trade away all their talent in order just to play football. Uh, you know, I, I, I see it from your point. You know, you create a bunch of cap room. Um, you get rid of some of your stars to create more cap room. But also, if they get a competent quarterback, they could make the playoffs. They just restructured Shaq Thompson, too. I see it from both ways. I mean, if you want to... Uh, like, like the Colts um, apparently, you know, are interested in uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. Like they don't want to, they don't want to waste their time at quarterback anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you, if you really want to move the needle on what, like your chances to win or make the playoffs, some of these quarterbacks that are out there on the trade block aren't going to do that for you. So if they, if Matt Rule if, is truly like needs to win to save his job, getting Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to really do that all that Doesn't much. feel like um, it would. He might. And so... And then, and then if it doesn't work out and, you know, you have a losing record with the Jimmy Garoppolo or if that Kirk Cousins rumor was true, if they called or whatever. They called, then, but the Vikings yeah, basically yeah. turned them away. I don't, I don't know. It just screws, kind of screws the franchise over. So I, I'm, either you're going to, you're going to send it or you're not going to send it. You either full send it or you don't send it. The, the bright, like the silver lining in my opinion. So all the bad teams, a lot of their fans were like, can we just do something? Can we do something? Like when the Browns were bad for so long they like they would make one trade every three years and they did they just they would try to build around draft they just weren't doing any activity and browns fans were like can we just do something panthers fans can like like silver lining is they're trying like they're restructuring they're extending people they're trying right. to make trades they're trying to right. move up in the draft like they're they're trying all right they got tra- they traded for stefan gilmore last year they, they got rid of a long time head coach right? or they get a bradbury i think they, they traded james bradbury to but they, they got cj henderson henderson that's what it was yep. yeah yeah and then they got Gilmore, right? So they got, they tried. They're trying. Right? They are trying. But now, but now, but now you're in a situation where like your moves could pay off because like right. the division is 
that like that bad. Like who's throwing to Godwin and Mike Evans? Like uh, Jameis is on the Saints, but they're gonna have to trade Michael Thomas. I think Jameis is a free agent. Yeah, he's a free agent right now. They got no money. Taysom yeah. Hill's making twenty eight mil or something like that. So yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then the Falcons are the Falcons. They're not gonna do anything. They give away so. games that they should win. And every year, it's been three years in a row. Don't 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 think the Falcons like the Falcons are in the running. Don't second guess them, and then they just terrible. No, they're, so they're I'll, pre- so like- I'll believe in the Falcons when I see it. I think that the Panthers, if you get like that, maybe that's why they're okay getting like a Jimmy G style quarterback, is because they believe the less that mis- might be all it takes. Right, the less mistakes, like a a mistake free quarterback is better than a big play quarterback because of how good their team is around them. Yeah. They went and got Hassan Reddick last offseason, and I remember make, saying. Multiple times that that that's gonna be an underrated signing, and that he blew up. I feel bad for the Panthers. I feel bad for Christian McCaffrey, who's on the move, even though he's so talented. But he's one of those guys that it's a running back. He's not gonna get a big haul. There is a chance that he doesn't even get a first round pick. If Panthers fans are watching this, would you get rid of Christian McCaffrey for a second round pick, or would you say no? We need two firsts and a player. Because he's not a quarterback. That's not that you're not doing that. Trent right. Richardson got a first. Right, but I, you know, like teams that are fans, fans of right. teams are always overvaluing. Right. So if we do have a Panthers fan watching this, I would love to know what would it take to give up Christian McCaffrey to you? Because it sounds like the team is listening to any and all calls. Last time, uh, last I checked, eight teams had called them about Christian McCaffrey. Now, what would you do? We're, we're doing picks with uh, Khalil Mack and Daniil Hunter. What would you do? Well, Chuba Hubbard. I think is amazing. Yeah, I wanted the Vikings to draft him uh, because I don't think Madison is as good as, I, as a lot of people think. Um, I think Chuba Hubbard is good enough to be a full-time carry guy. And then you can always draft somebody to split with him. To free up cap space, I would probably be willing to give up Christian McCaffrey for like a third and a sixth. Like, I, I don't think his value is very high. Okay, I, I think say, that way about most like, running backs, by the way. I, I said I was thinking like two five. Two five. Yeah. Okay. So I'm kind of in the same. I think two five is where they would start. I think they would start yeah. with like, give us a first and a six. Or give us a two and a four. And I yeah. think they would get talked down into like a three six, three seven, sure. or sure. maybe like three and a fourth round or fourth sure. string corner. Sure. I, I, I think we're no running. I back. can see it just for a two. Also, I, yeah, I just for a two. If you said me a second, would you be okay with the second round pick? I think I would be. I think I would be too. Chris McCaffrey's on the market. If you're a team that wants a running back or needs a running back, or you believe your team is a good running back away from making the long, deep run in the playoffs, he's on the market. There's someone else is on the market. And, you know, this might be a good segue into our next thing, but uh, apparently Tyler Lockett is also on the market. Yeah. Yep, he is on the so, market. Apparently the Seahawks were potentially going to throw him in and ask for Jerry Judy and the Broncos didn't want to do it. I have no problem with the Broncos receiving core right now. So why would we, why would you, get why would you break so, up that? Yeah. And like we said about no fonts or no fans leaving. It's like, there's still so many tight ends that are out there right now. Mm-hmm. So uh, the best t- tight end free agency market and probably NFL history. We, we yeah. have a video on it. Yeah. So Tyler Lockett is on the market still. Uh, a lot of Seahawks fans I've been seeing on Twitter and on like Bleacher Report, ESPN Plus. I've been seeing a lot of Seahawks fans saying they would rather get rid of DK Metcalf over Tyler Lockett. I don't know what he did to them. But <laughs> yeah. that, I mean, I, that, that's kind of weird. I, I get Tyler Lockett is more versatile, but DK Metcalf is that is more of a stereotypical number one. 
I, well, I think DK, I like, I don't think Lockett's bad, but I, I think after if you're going Russ's, full rebuild, get rid of them both. If, yeah, ex- that, exactly. Like, if Russ is, if Russ is gone, which he is, um, but DK Metcalf is probably the next best player on offense. I would, I would say if you're going full rebuild, if your team is going full rebuild, get rid of them both. If you think that you're going to win, I don't think you should trade Tyler Lockett. You could get, you could get, uh, you could get another first for DK. Like, you could, like, with the with what we got for Diggs was what like a one and a four, one and a five, something like that. That's probably similar to what you get for yeah DK. So you might get almost a one and a three. I think we got. So you're looking at that one and a mid pick. If there's one thing the Seahawks I need, it's capital. Too. They need picks, man. They <laughs> yeah, won three picks last year. But you know, yeah, it is a good segue because along with Tyler Lockett, one player that the Seahawks did trade is Russell. Wilson, Mr. Unlimited is gone. Who do you look for for inspiration? Mr. Unlimited. Oh, that clip. Anyway, um, yeah, Russell Wilson's gone. He's on the Denver Broncos of all places. Everybody thought they were thinking about Aaron Rodgers. Apparently, they made an offer for Aaron Rodgers two weeks prior, and the Packers said that they were planning on re-signing. But yeah, so then they went out, and they apparently were thinking about Deshaun Watson, Russell Wilson. There was one other quarterback that I saw reported that they tried to make an offer for. Kirk was kind of, I don't think Kirk was ever made an offer for, but Kirk has always kind of been on that radar because George Patton was here, but, but I didn't expect that to happen. Either. They successfully got Russell Wilson, part of the part. It's no longer Sports Authority Field, I don't think. I can't remember what it's six called. Six picks in that trade. Six, six total picks, picks. Four players. I think it's fair. The Washington Commanders also traded for a quarterback that we'll talk about, but the Washington Commanders apparently made an offer of three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. And the Seahawks said no. Uh, last year, the Chicago Bears reportedly offered four first-round picks for Russell Wilson and the Seahawks said no. So I think this is all proof. What the Seahawks wanted was players in return. Yeah, I was just thinking if if the commanders called me and were like, hey, we want Russell Wilson, I would have responded with, okay, we want Chase Young. Right, and yeah. And there would have been, there would have been no segue at that point. And I'm guessing the same thing happened with the Bears last year. They're like, hey, we want Russell Wilson. They're like, okay, we want Khalil Mack. Nothing happened after that. I, I would assume that they want with it, they asked for font. They asked for Shelby Harris, and I can't, there was, you said there was a third player from the Yeah, well, well probably the best player in the trade. I'd have to go. Like, the best player in the trade in general, um, Drew uh, Locke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all these elite quarterbacks getting traded. Carson Wentz, Russell Wilson, and then you got the signing of Aaron Rodgers. But right. The, no one's talking the, about Drew Locke. Nobody's so talking that's... about the Seahawks getting the best quarterback. Uh, the Yeah, Seahawks getting the best quarterback in everything, which is yeah. future so. Hall of Famer can't spell hall of fame without drew so russell wilson i think that that is just proof the seahawks wanted players they turned down four picks they turned down three picks i would assume that with like the the commanders they probably were like nope we want bring that down to two firsts but we want chase young and antonio gibson yeah and with the bears last year they were probably like no 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 four firsts darnell mooney Allen Robinson. They, like, yeah. they were probably asking for all these different... That's a, yeah, that's ridiculous. But I mean, like, they, you're probably right. I mean, they probably want... Players. Like, they would want... They want players, like, surefire players, because mm-hmm. they don't want to have to draft, because... Shelby Harris is underrated, by the way. Yeah, Very Shelby good Harris defensive lineman. Right, absolutely. 
I think against the run, he's awesome. Yeah, and then, I mean, they needed a quarterback because they have to start someone. Broncos are, I think he's still, based on his total career, he's the second best quarterback in the division based off of how I think he's going to perform. I think he's third best quarterback in the division. In the best quarterback division in football. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. When Derek Carr is the worst quarterback in the division, that is a very good division. Yeah. I mean, if Trubisky was back with, with, with the Bears... Um, I would say the NFC North probably would be the best. Yeah, so, Jared yeah. Goff, Mitch Trubisky, Goff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jordan Love, and Kirk Cousins. That's insane. Yeah. Kellen Mond. Sean Kellen Mond. <laughs> I don't think the Broncos are... If they re-sign Von Miller like is rumored... The Broncos want to do what they did with Peyton. They got Peyton towards the end of his career, and he won them a Super Bowl. They Getting Russell Wilson in a bit better shape. It's another better, team like, that has a... Not great offensive line though. They right. are on the up and up. They still need pieces. Like it's not it's not an established piece. Russell doesn't make the players around him better like Peyton does. No, that's not I, like we were talking about tight ends. Like first thing that came to my mind was like they need to go get Hayden Hurst now. They need they need to go get they, Hayden Hurst. They need to go they, get a receiving threat. Like they absolutely Hayden Hurst draft an early wide receiver or. They don't need wides. They don't need a wide. Another a, a tight end. Like go get yeah. OJ Howard and Hayden Hurst. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Seahawks. I think you should go into full. Blow it up. Blow uh, it up. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think 100%. Build build your offensive scheme around similar to like the Niners where you go tight end and run focused. Get rid of a lot of your young talent on offense and enter full rebuild. I don't the next time, the last time you guys have had a quarterback as good as Russell Wilson, I can't remember. Matt Hasselbeck. Matt Hasselbeck for a year. Yeah. yeah. I think the C, if I were a Seahawks fan, I'd be sad. I'd be very, I'd be very sad because yeah. like I understood that everybody knew the team was at odds like Rip Wilson and Carroll and all that. Right. But to choose a, a guy that has like super bad control issues with Pete Carroll as the guy that you went with instead of Russell Wilson, that's pretty rough. Overall, I think the Broncos won the trade. And I think they didn't have to give up as much as I would have expected. You, We sure. talked about it that night. You said you thought they gave up a lot. I said I thought they didn't give up enough. They, I, I think overall they gave up a lot, but how much is a franchise quarterback worth? I mean, you're right. <laughs> yeah. But one, two ones, two twos. I mean, the fifth and fourth are interchangeable, but like two right. ones and two twos, like that's... If you removed the name Russell Wilson and you said you were getting a quarterback that went to a su- two Super Bowls in his first three years and won one. Yeah, but if, but but like if I like if I'm giving up two ones, two twos, three players and a fifth. Like I'm giving away eight things. I'm giving away eight things for one person. Yep. Well, like two, that's he, he also two, got like right, one person to pick. Right. So that just seems like like if you take the name Russell Wilson out and you're like, all right, I'm trading five picks and three players for a pick and a player. Like that's yep. you would expect to be getting crazy. a Hall of Famer. Right. And what right. are they getting? Yeah. They're getting I, a Hall I, of Famer. I, I know, but like <laughs> it's a lot. Like it's a lot. It's a lot. But you mentioned this, like we were talking today. How much is Patrick Mahomes worth? Right. You and I said I, I said I would do first round I pick. Said ten, I said ten picks, and I was like, no, that's too low. Like, yes. Yeah, he's a worth a first round pick for every year he's on your roster. If he plays as yeah. long as Brady, that's 20 first round picks with him on your roster. You have a chance to win it every year. Russell yeah. Wilson takes this Denver Bronco team that I don't see a lot of 
Like, I don't think that they're a playoff team. You add Russell Wilson, and all of a sudden, potentially, they are like they might oh, be better than I mean, the Chargers. I mean, uh, that I mean, their wide receivers are incredible. Yes, um, they got to fix the O line. They got to get some blocking. Their DBs are good. I think get some O line. Get some D line. Like second, their O-line, their defense total was like second. Right. right. They need pieces. Right? I think that they get O line, D line. And tight ends. And they're set. They got a good running back. Yep. They got two good running backs. O-line, yeah, no, D-line. I'm very, very curious to see how that, that shakes out. Because all those all those games in that in-division, or like, yeah, in-division, they're going to be insane. Like, yes. all those games. So, right now, I know this might sound a little different than what we've said, but right now, everybody's projecting the, the Broncos to finish anywhere from first last like i'm not seeing like i'm seeing a lot more negativity in terms of what they're how they're going to finish i think the broncos are finishing second in the division i think they will be division or the conference division i think they will be behind the chiefs uh potentially around tied with the chargers but i think getting russell wilson makes them a wild card team uh we have a couple more big news including next we'll do one other player the seahawks decided to move that player though that we mentioned is bobby wagner cut from the seattle seahawks pretty insane considering he's been considered like the best middle linebacker in football for eight years so it's been a long time i've always had other players that i've liked a little bit more but i've never argued that he's like not top three like he's always in my eyes top three he's so good it'll be interesting to see where he goes you tweeted that out probably the broncos probably uh i don't know i think i could see him going to just a contender for cheap I could see him going to a fringe contender for a good contract. Like if he goes to a team that almost played the play, made the playoffs last year, that can still give him a big contract. There's there's this team that just moved to a three four that could probably really use a good middle linebacker. Yeah, so you know he could always move to that team. I don't know if you can think of a team like that. Uh, I think that team already has a good middle linebacker. Sounds Luke. like that linebacker's on the trade market though. How's the arrow is? I think I think so. Bobby Wagner's one of those guys that could. Cat, Panthers are freeing up cap space. Sure, like that's a division that we talked about in the open. I don't know where he would go, but there are many. I can't think of a single team that he goes to that he doesn't work with. He'd be great on the Seahawks, I think. Yeah. So, well, our Seahawks are four three, I believe, right? That's just so, the yeah. standard middle linebacker. I think he's good enough to do any. He could be a 3-4 out, the 3-4 middle, a 4-3 yeah. out, a 4-3 middle. So yeah. I don't think there's a single, like, uh, the, like the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers had Levante David, and then they drafted a guy who played, like, the same position because they knew Levante David could just move. And right. Levante David moved and was still one of the sure. best linebackers in the league. I yeah. think Bobby Wagner is the same. No matter what team he goes to, he doesn't have to play middle. He doesn't have to play Mike. He doesn't have to play Will. Like sure. He can do whatever. I think that's insane that they got rid of him. I don't know what. What was the reasoning behind it? Full rebuild. But he tweeted out saying, Sherm a prophet, as in Richard Sherman. And that sounded like direct shade at the awful management of Pete Carroll and GMing of an owner. Uh, wherever Bobby Wagner goes, that team is immediately going to get better. And Wherever he goes, I am going to immediately look at the surrounding talent, the division, because he is a quarterback of the defense, quarterback level talent. So there was three other major quarterback news. We'll go over the the biggest name. Let's just do it. Seattle Seahawks, even though they got rid of Wagner, even though they got rid of Russ, they got Noah Font, they got Shelby Harris, but now they easily have best quarterback in their division. 
right. probably best quarterback in the conference. <laughs> uh, Drew, I, tried, I was thinking down the things, and I was like, okay, Jimmy G, I can hold it back. And I was like, Stafford, guy. <laughs> uh, Drew Locke. Lock, I call him lock for the Hall of Fame. Yeah, basically, right. He is, he's a lock. Yeah, I, there's really not much else to say other than you know a thirty, do, to a thirty to ten interception to touchdown ratio. When probably. we, um, when we, when we go through our rankings next year, it's probably going to be kind of flip flop from where we, what we did last year. So it'll probably be Seahawks, uh, Niners, and then Rams, Cardinals. So. Yeah, most, but with with their quarterbacks. Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. I mean, if you're saying that the AFC West is the best, <laughs> best like quarterback division in football, then you got to say the, the like NFC West is second. The best. Yeah. Second. I can't think of a better division. I see saw some people saying they're looking to potentially upgrade at quarterback. No need. Yeah. I don't know why. I mean, like even their backup quarterback is really good too. So yeah. The next quarterback though, throw Rogan, Karen Rogers. Karen Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers re-signed to the Packers four-year extension. Uh, the details haven't been released because um, apparently the four-year $200 million is not true, is what Aaron told Pat McAfee. In my opinion, I think he told Pat that because as soon as Russell Wilson news overtook him, he was like, no, 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 make them not know my contract so that we can bring me back up later right. once the contract deals. Once right. this all settles down, we'll bring up the details of my contract. Sure. Then I can be back in the news. Because my next my next cleanse starts next week too. So yeah. So I'm I'm not gonna be able to come to your show because I won't be able to sit down. Oh, yeah. I just I I genuinely think he held back the contract details so that he could get brought up again. Sure. Just a, I just that's why I, I I don't I know I actually like him. I like listening to him speak, Aaron Rodgers. But man, dude claims to not want attention, but he loves yeah. attention. Oh, absolutely. Just, I would be totally fine with somebody who loves this amount of attention if they just said, I want this amount of attention. Like there, there's plenty of people out there that are just straight up. Like I'm a celebrity because I want to be popular. Right. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a famous athlete because I want to be the best. I want to be known right. as the best. I don't want to drag out this whole thing with my contract. You guys will know month right. goes by, nothing happens. Right contract Aaron Rodgers extended this is the contract no the contract is wrong or well, who's the source Aaron himself he is the he is now the best quarterback in the NFC he is a surefire first ballot hall of famer dude loves attention and is fake as hell for saying he doesn't love it right the last quarterback though oh probably the second best quarterback in all the news right similar stats as Kirk Cousins apparently yeah. Oh, no, I don't think it was Kirk. I think it was someone. It was Herbert. Carson Wentz from the Indianapolis Colts leaves after one year with the coach that's always believed in him. Crazy, first of all. Um, I did not. I expected them to want to move on, but I honestly didn't think they'd be able to. They got rid of Wentz to the Washington Commanders. He is now going to go up against the Eagles twice a year. People are worried about Ben Simmons when he goes to Philadelphia. It's going to be similar when Carson goes there, except Carson did absolutely nothing. To Philly, it's not like Carson sat out. Carson was always just hurt and didn't yep. play well. Yeah, Ben Simmons literally just sat out. So and didn't play well. The Commanders upgraded. No matter what you think of Taylor Heineke, no matter what you think of Carson Wentz, they upgraded at quarterback. Carson Wentz was not a bad quarterback last year, in my opinion. The no, he did okay. The defense let them down. The Colts were supposed to be a top five defense, and they were like twentieth with only a few weeks left to go in the league and the year. And I then know they that feel. 
they shit the bed against the Jags. That's why they lost and weren't able yeah. to make the playoffs. Like, and that's not Carson Wentz hundred percent. Like, yes, you're going to put the blame on the quarterback, but that's also coaching and defense. Yeah. I think they were a good team with Carson Wentz. I thought, I thought what they needed to upgrade was the defense. Yeah. And, they, and then probably a weapon or two as well. I like TY, but he's fallen off. I like Michael Pittman, but in my opinion, he's a better two than he is a one. I think he's very good but I don't think he's... When you think of the top wide receivers in the AFC, you got a long list of names before you think of Pittman. Right. You're going to want one of those guys that jumps up. Like, yeah. the like I, I don't... I would saw think of, like, the Bengals. They were the AFC representative in the Super Bowl. I would take Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, and Jamar yeah. Chase all yeah. before Michael Pittman. Yeah. I just, there, there are teams with more than one wide receiver that are yeah, better than absolutely. Him. So I think the Colts need a weapon and defense and i think carson wentz did fine getting those weapons the ball yeah yeah i think i mean uh i'd like to see them bring back mo alley cox and actually not necessarily use him as a blocker 100 percent of the time because they just run the ball yeah but, i mean he's he can catch some passes he's, he's good he's i like mo alley cox yeah. Yeah. um so. Anything with a Cox in their name, too, is I can get behind. I'm a big fan of Cox, for sure. I like a lot of the guys that they have on defense, too. I, I like right. the Colts. It's just Darius Leonard, his immediate tweet, definitely least to me seemed like he did not want Wentz gone. They when, said, like, thanks for everything. I can see you, brother. And he said, great, a fifth quarterback in five years. Yeah. It, this is supposed to be the face of your team, the leader of your team, and you just swap them out. Eventually, one will stick, right? Like, no, it's actually a better chance that they stick when you give them time. Crazy. Yeah. Crazy. I think Wentz is going to do well in Washington. I think Washington is another one of those teams you were supposed to have a good defense, and uh, it didn't perform. If they upgrade their defense, Washington will be flipped with Indianapolis. They're going to be an unexpected team that does well. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they're in they, a terrible division. They really just have to be, yeah, they just have to be average. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, if you're if you're average, you can beat Philly, you can beat the Giants. Like, you, if you're average, you can that. honestly beat the Cowboys. Yeah, but the Cowboys just get, they just win. Like, they usually just take first in their division by, like, 10 and 5 or 10 and 6. Exactly. So, uh, okay. I, I don't know. I would not be surprised to see the Commanders take fourth. This is the definition of Carson Wentz. I would not be surprised if the Commanders took fourth in their division. I wouldn't be surprised if the Commanders took first in their division. Yeah, exactly. Yep. <laughs> I think um, that's probably what the Colts thought, too. And that's so. probably why they want, which the rumor is they want Jimmy G. The rumor that, is. Okay. Okay. They're interested that in division that the Colts are in is not good. It's Texans, Jags, Colts, Titans. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think the Titans are that good. Like, okay, I think the Titans are good. Like, they obviously they win a lot of games. They they're they're a tough team to beat. They can win games they're not supposed to. They also have a quarterback that doesn't really give me a wiggle down. They have there, an so they like, have an overrated quarterback that's properly paid. Sure that's their oh. thing. Tannehill's not great, but he's paid well. Like he's paid not paid more than what he deserves because so, what he's like 28 million so that's still, that's he, like, I, I believe he's under 30 i wouldn't give Tannehill more than 30 but he's also starter caliber quarterback yeah. maybe oh, this doesn't <laughs> yeah see <laughs> maybe <laughs> like i don't, know. I don't think do the you, titans do are expect, great either. like they have two really good receivers and i don't think Tannehill can throw for 300 yards in a game like i don't i don't think like I, if i saw Tannehill throwing 300 yards i'd be like oh wow like that's like i when i think Tannehill is like 187 yards one touchdown two picks oh i don't and, see the two picks and the titans win if you told me Tannehill had 187 and one touchdown i would be like okay 
And then Derrick Henry probably had also 187 and two touchdowns. That division, there's a lot of divisions that are like, it can go to anybody. But with the Commanders, apparently they uh, they wanted to get, they tried to get Russell Wilson and they tried to get Patrick Mahomes. So they went yeah. Patrick Mahomes first. I thought it was a joke. Then I they tried to get joke. Russell Wilson and then they settled for Carson Wentz. That's a big settle. Uh, yeah. There's other names. They could have called up for Carr. They could have called up Jimmy G. They could have called up for Kirk. They well, for up- all those, we, we they might have. It's just the, the names that got the clicks and got the news are going to be Mahomes and Wilson. That's why we were ta- We mentioned earlier we were talking about what is Mahomes worth. The reason we thought talked about what is Mahomes worth is because apparently the commanders offered four first-round picks, and the Chiefs basically hung up. And then apparently they offered three first-round picks for Russell Wilson. But right, he's 26. Mahomes. Patrick LaVon Mahomes, yeah. He's 26. Is worth more than four first round picks. He's worth more than five first round picks. I think he's worth more than 10 first round picks. Yeah, I think he's worth 14, 15 first round picks. Yeah. Quarterbacks play till they're like 40. It doesn't, so the number sounds like, oh my God, that's insane. But people also got to wrap their heads around how many first round picks actually hit. Are any of those first round picks going to be better than Mahomes? And are any of those first round picks going to have a big of an impact as a franchise quarterback? Probably not. The compilation of all 15 of those first round picks might do great for your team, but the odds of those players all still being on your team, you being able to afford them all, everything. Ooh, what? but here's the thing. With, with you're getting Patrick Mahomes for 15 first-round picks, you're also getting Jackson Mahomes. Now that's enticing. No, you're getting his brother. Yeah. Does that lower the that lowers the value, doesn't it? Uh, like do they do the Chiefs then have to give a pick up? Well, I mean, you get free advertising for your team on TikTok. That's valuable. <laughs> yeah, but it's free money. It's you literally are getting free money. Content. You have a free social media manager. That's a whole position you're not paying. <laughs> Just saying, Jackson Mahomes has his value. Yeah, I think the whole uh, first-round pick for every year he's a starter on your team is what Patrick Mahomes is worth. We have two last things. Let's go over Vikings news, and then I don't know if we'll cover the last. That's going to be a clickbait title. Patrick Mahomes for 15 first-round picks. Yeah, I can definitely split that one up. So Minnesota Vikings, apparently. First, Pat Mac. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, okay, you're doing doing what I was going to say. Let's do the indie thing since we just did the We just talked about, yeah, the Colts. One of the players that, you know, they're, they're looking for a quarterback. Pat McAfee today on his show said, give me Kirk Cousins and Indy right he's like, now. He's like hitting the table, wasn't he? He's like, dude, give dude. me Kirk Cousins and Indy right now. I think Pat McAfee is electric. I love Pat McAfee. Big fan. I, think I thought he, Kirk sucks. I think he knows a lot about football. <laughs> Much like we do. Right. So if somebody who's smart, played the game, was around a guy like Peyton Manning, players today still respect his opinion. He talks to the best quarterback potentially in the NFL, a top three quarterback in the NFL every week. Probably knows a good amount about quarterback talent, right? Right. I would, I would assume so, um, yeah. Kirk Cousins has been on his show before. He's I think he's only interviewed once, but I watched that interview. He was very mundane, but professional. And Pat Kirk said he was cool. Kirk in a nutshell. Uh, it is Kirk in a nutshell. So this would be the Colts want him. The Panthers wanted him. The Eagles wanted him. The Niners wanted the him Niners last year. The Niners wanted him last year. Yeah. Uh, there was We mentioned multiple other teams last week that were He's trying linked, to trade. Link to Washington, possibly, going back to Washington. So all these teams must know nothing about football. The, Ram, the Rams also wanted him, too, but they decided to go with Steph. None of these teams know anything about football. Clearly, yeah. the fans, especially the Vikings fans, the 50% or 60% that say they want to move on from Kirk, they know so much more about football than these guys getting paid millions to do so. 
mm-hmm. that make all these moves, right? Absolutely, yeah. Kirk Cousins, I thought Kirk Cousins sucked. There's no way Kirk Cousins would go to a team that believes that they're a playoff team, potential Super Bowl team like the Indianapolis Colts believe. There's no way they believe Kirk Cousins would bring them to the Super Bowl because Kirk Cousins can't win in the playoffs. Yeah. Kirk Cousins can't, he sucks. Kirk Cousins doesn't elevate those around him. Absolutely not. No. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Why would Pat McAfee want Kirk Cousins when Kirk Cousins is a bottom two quarterback? Mitch Trubisky, Marcus Mariota are available, and you want Kirk Cousins? Yeah. Um, Makes zero sense. You're probably done watching the Pat McAfee show then now, aren't you? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I like Pat. <laughs> um, but, you know, maybe maybe I'll have to mute him when he starts talking about football. Because he clearly doesn't knows nothing about football. If the Indianapolis Colts were to get Kirk Cousins and they were to draft a couple weapons, um, say they re-sign Mo Alley-Cox and they get one or two good receive- receivers to put by Pittman. Allen Robinson's a free agent. They got a- if they got A-Rob, <laughs> they got A-Rob, they got Pittman. They draft another speedster. Trade for Cooper Trade. or pick up Cooper if he's cut. Uh, yeah, and they get uh, they get Kirk Cousins with a couple weapons. They absolutely win that division. Oh, yeah. They would 100%. be first place in their division. We'd hear about it every day, how the Vikings are terrible. It's stupid for giving no, up you know such what a the talent in Kirk. Would be? Yeah, they don't know what the narrative would be in the Vikings. Why did the Vikings get all, rid of Kirk? All the Vikings fans. 100%. And they, they'd be like, Zimmer was the problem. He couldn't even all get those... the best out of Kirk. Yeah, all those KDS fans would just be those I Kirk hate derangement people syndrome. that think Kirk Cousins is bad. We we had this talk. We had this talk a little bit ago. He um, wouldn't be this sought after if DeMarco he was bad. Murray, you said Demarco Murray, right? Uh, Demarco Murray, a uh, product of the system. Jonathan Taylor's kind of the same thing. Product of the system and like the the O line. Yep, is makes them that great player. So same thing about Dak is what you is what you were kind of kind of defending in regards to the best quarterbacks in the NFC. I think it's fair to say we put Rodgers up top. Yep. Well, uh, Drew Locke now. Drew Locke probably the best quarterback in the NFC now. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Rodgers. So Rodgers. Yeah. So you got Rodgers. Stafford. You can make an argument for Stafford if you take the if you like just say the quarterback. You don't include like the fact that they just won the Super Bowl, right? Sure. Like, they won the Super Bowl, but it's team game. Right. Yeah. Quarterback wise, you can make an argument that Kirk's better. A lot, a lot of people would be like, you're, you're an idiot. What, what do you mean he's better? Uh, better than Kyler. Sorry to for all Sorry to fans. burst your bubble, people, but he's better than Kyler. Yeah, he's better than Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray um, without a wet, without just DeAndre Hopkins was awful. Dak, the other one you want to compare? Uh, you, you said this earlier. It's like the fact that he's got the O-line. Yep. Everybody's talking about like Dallas fans say that Dak's O line was terrible, not as good as everybody thinks Dallas's O line is so good because of the DeMarco Murray years, but they've gotten worse every year since then. They're still a top end offensive line. Absolutely. Yeah. His best numbers are when CD Lamb, Michael Gallup, Ezekiel Elephant, Elephant. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of harsh, but you know, maybe that works. Um, (laughs) Amari Cooper are all healthy without. One of those people, usually Gallup's not there, and Zeke fell off. But without one of those people, his numbers take a steep decline. I think Dak is a huge product of his successful system. I think Kyler Murray proved that he needs a lot more help than what the Cardinals currently. I know the Cardinals need a lot of offensive line help, but I thought their weapons were amazing and Without D-Hop, he made his weapons look like they were the Colts. It was not good. I agree, though. Uh, I think you can argue with Stafford that Kirk is better. I think Stafford is better because they're very similar. They had the same narrative. They can't win in the playoffs. They can't take a good team far. Stafford 
took all that away by winning a Super Bowl. They're, they both have good arms. They right. both have a good deep ball. They both are great. Like, they get along with their teammates. I, I just think Stafford edged them up by getting a Super Bowl. Right. Without that sure. Super Bowl, I probably think they're kind of a wash. You can take either. But yeah. I mean, no, you can make the argument that Stafford's better than him. You can make the argument that Kirk's better than him. It depends. Like, I would accept either on any given yeah. day. But so. so I think Kirk is the fourth best quarterback in the NFC. Kirk, Stafford, Rodgers, Locke. Okay. I think if he wasn't good, yes, the NFC is way weaker quarterback-wise than the AFC because if you move him to the AFC, Kirk takes a pretty steep fall in my eyes. Right. In the NFC, he is up top. He is near the top. Statistically, just eye test. I don't think any of Jawline. The- Jawline. <laughs> um, I don't think any of these teams want him if he's not good. I listened to if so, GMs, head coaches, other players all want Kirk Cousins. I'm going to listen to those people 15 times out of 10 over a fan <laughs> that can't tell me a single reason why they don't want Kirk Cousins outside of his caps too high. He's bad. He's not worth what he's getting paid. Yeah, I don't think a lot of quarterbacks are worth what they're getting Dak's paid. Dak's getting paid the most. Tyler wants more. Stafford's getting paid the most. Rodgers is now overpaid. Saved, yeah. They're the same. Yeah. Yeah. No, if, if 16% is that sweet spot, you're looking at like 33 to 30, like 33, 35 mil. Well, 16 is not even the sweet spot. The last quarterback, there's only one quarterback in the last 20 years that took up more than 12.1% of the cap. Yeah. Mahomes on a rookie deal. Your quarterback is always going to be overpaid when they're paid highly. So, yes, I agree. Kirk Cousins is overpaid. Yeah. But uh, unless you hit on a rookie, and immediately it's not easy it's, it's not going easy to, be, to find somebody like if you're cool with a decade of mediocrity a decade of being terrible another joe webb tavares jackson rest in peace christian ponder sage rosenfels brooks bollinger you want all these people you know what be my guest but i am taking kirk cousins just john the, david booty john david booty taylor heineke, heineke. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Sloter. <laughs> you want all these people? That's great. Um, but to believe that Kylan Mond is ready to take over this team and think that he's going to do as well as Kirk. Think Ka- that Malik Willis at twelve is going to be is going to lead us to the promised land. We're not we're not going into like college football talk yet because we mentioned that last week that we're but that we'll go more into depth. Hot take when we get to there. I don't think Malik Willis is a first round quarterback. I think he is the best quarterback in the draft and he is not a first round quarterback. Um, I might bite my words. I say this about every NFL draft prospect. Please prove me wrong. I love being wrong when I say a player is not good. I love being wrong because I want to see people succeed. I don't think Malik Willis is a first round quarterback. I don't think there's any quarterback that you can find on the market. The one I see all the time, everybody keeps saying, trade Cousins and get Marcus Mariota. Marcus Mariota is a great option. I think five and 12 is wonderful if we (laughs) want a good first round pick. Yeah, that'd be great. Trade Cook, trade Kendricks. Let's, let's do it all and sign Marcus Mariota. I'll love to get a high first round pick next year. Yeah, exactly. But speaking of that, Cook, apparently on this trade market. Eric Kendricks, apparently on the trade market. Michael Adam, Pierce. Michael Pierce, apparently Adam on the trade Thielen. market. And Adam Thielen. All are people that the Vikings are not only taking calls on, but openly calling other people to see if they want. I would, I mean, I, I'm sure, I'm sure any, like if you our top seven, our top seven cap hits, uh, four of them are right there. Yep. Um, and the other three would be Harry, which I also think they're probably listening to calls for. Uh, Daniil, 
I'm sure they're also. I thought it was interesting. For. Neither of those were on the list because that and, means uh, they must view them as the leaders that they don't want to leave, no matter what if it's rebuild or not. I'm sure they're all taking calls. I mean, Quasi's probably listening to any and every offer, whether they accept it or not. I'm sure we've mentioned it. I think they're taking smart. calls on everyone, but O'Neill and Jefferson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. And maybe maybe some of the rookies, like if you want, like the rookies that didn't get to play last year, all like. The other 11. And all the ones that you're going to be drafting now in any free yeah. agency pickup. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. We, we mentioned it. Uh, if you if you listen to previous episodes of the podcast, we mentioned it. I think Kendricks is a good chance he's gone because of the move to 3-4. Um, we talked about what it means to move to a 3-4 for our team. We kind of broke it down. What Kendricks does well fits best in a 4-3. What he, his biggest faults are what are going to cause him to fail in a 3-4. I think he's smart enough to fix it, but I think he's better off being traded for his success. I want to keep him. I think Kendricks is most likely gone. The problem is if they do trade even two out of those four, I would expect them to be heading into a rebuild mode unless they make a ton of free agent signs. Right. And um, I, I mean, we were what, 29th defense last year? Getting rid of these these people, you're the Let's see, they're out of our top seven. There's three on offense, four on defense. So Pierce, Kendricks, Harrier, Daniil. Getting rid of one of those one of those um, players is going to hurt the fan base. Like the fan base is going to be like, oh, what are you doing? Feeling though. I love uh, them. But, uh, oh, just defense. I mean, yeah. um, those four. Are you getting rid of any of those four? Like, yeah, they'll suck, sure. Um, and the people will be like, no, they were, they were, I love them. Right? Yeah. They're my son's favorite player. I have but two Harry jerseys. Rid of them, <laughs> if you get rid of uh, any one of those four, the chances of you being better than 29th are still good. Yes. So, like, it, you, you could say that it would be better for us. Fans tend to do that. Overall, in the long run, Thielen is the biggest one you got to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah. He's a sixteen million dollar um, yeah. cap hit. If you think Kirk Cousins is overpaid based on production, Adam Thielen is probably is, next the, on your the list. The game of the game of football isn't isn't uh, isn't consistently inside the twenty yard line. If it was consistently inside the twenty yard line, and they had to go twenty yards to score a touchdown, Adam Thielen would be the best player in the league. One of the proposed uh, overtime rule changes was each team gets a red zone attempt, gets four four red zone four downs on in the red zone they don't get a kick a field goal it's just four downs in the red zone if you don't score the other team gets the opportunity if they don't score it's a tie if either of you, oh, if, so you so you start at the 20 and you get four downs to get a first you get four downs down. to get a touchdown I, that was one of the proposed ones sure. i sure. doubt anything came of it but if that went through Thielen becomes a lot more valuable. Yeah, he has um, the second most touchdown, second most touchdowns for a receiver in the last uh, two years. I, I just think that if you if your goal is making cap space based on production, Thielen's gone, Daniel's gone, Pierce is gone. Those are the first three I get rid of. The Vikings were second in the league in sacks without Daniel basically the whole season. Uh, they were. Uh, I listened to K Fan. I listened to K Fan the other day, and they were going for those roster. listening. That's our local radio show. Yeah. Uh, they were going through the roster and they're like, how many of each position stays? So like, um, they were looking at the D line and they said, uh, Daniel and Wanham would yep. still fit. They thought Pierce was gone. They said, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson and Armand Watts could, could still work in this linebackers. They said Barr was the only one that would fit. Yep. Barr um, is a natural three, four middle. DBs, uh, Cameron Dantzler, only one. That's um, exactly what I'm said. I said. God damn it. God damn it. Uh, Cameron, yeah, Cameron Dantzler, the only person. 
Um, and then safeties, Harry and Bynum. Why am I not paid to that's do this? Like, when you that's said, like, so who that's fits in the 3-4? That's every single person I said. That's eight people. I do think I do think Kendricks is smart enough and they could use him, use him in a special way that would work in said scheme. And then they said, when they were going through, they're like, you might as well just move Chad Surratt to like a safety at this point. He's also so one like of a, those guys, if he's cool with it, I think would be an amazing gunner. Like he could be a career yeah. special teams guy. Yeah. There's plenty of guys that have made great careers just accepting a special teams role. I think yeah, he's, he's better than that or the potential. I don't know yeah, if he's ready yeah, now, he's, but he's not big enough to be like that. He's like a linebacker, but he's not small enough where he's like a safety. So like, yep. he's kind of a weird. He needs the right coach. If he gets the right coaching, he could easily be a sub nickel linebacker yeah, that's safety. what they're saying just move him to that kind of that spot yeah but, but without that coaching he's a career special teamer that could be a great special teamer yeah we'll see what happens i think that's gonna i think they're gonna get rid of a few of those guys which doesn't necessarily mean rebuild but it heads a little bit more towards you've that. said this before you're you're fine with them getting rid of anybody outside of well i mean jj and uh o'neill o'neill uh my opinion um Darisaw's probably somebody you want to keep too but yeah outside of those two and a half people i'm fine with them getting rid of anybody um sure. as long as we we as fans can see the direction and we know the direction the franchise is trying to go in well that's actually all we have for sports talk we had one last topic but we don't really have time for that so uh, a lot of people got franchise tagged just news but yeah that's all we got for your sports talk today got some good viking stock got some good other big news covered so You all look great today. We will see you next week as we are here every week. GG. GG.